1: villanova wins the ncaa championship we have mlb opening day reactions nba news and la king's color commentator on the radio daryl evans joins us stay tuned it's bonnie jill Laughlin's the weekly pass
0: you're tuning into the destination for tv superfan discussion after buzz tv and now let the buzz begin
1: I know this song is corny, ladies and gentlemen, but this is a tradition in college basketball. After every single tournament, they play this game. Oh. Not this game. This song. Yeah. With highlights of the tournament. And it's like five minutes right after the tournament. And... I think it's pretty... Your, um, your that's me? volume's on, too. Oh, look at that.
2: What's up, Fail guys? Already. While he's turning off that volume, yeah. I'm Becky Sotero. You can find me on all social media, at Becky Sotero. And we have a very special guest we'll be introducing very soon.
1: Teaser. What's up? I'm Josh Rodriguez. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. Bonnie Jill is in San Man. Francisco. She was watching her Giants lose to the CL Manners today. Ouch. Um, unfortunately, uh, she's not here with us. Unfortunately, she had to watch her Giants lose. She traveled all the way up north. For no reason That's whatsoever. Right. You said
2: twice now that she had to watch them lose. She has to She's watch cringing them lose. somewhere. She, I,
1: I think she's watching the show very disappointed that I'm Ooh. mentioning the fact that her Giants lost, lost. for the third time yeah. in about 10, 15 seconds. But it is what it is, Bonnie. You should, you should be here. You, know, you should.
2: You, you should. You're missing one heck of a show. We are holding down the fort for Bonnie, and we are so <laughs> privileged to be here tonight.
1: Yes, but uh, let's talk about the NCAA championship. That's it's probably it. the biggest story in sports right now. Villanova wins their second championship in three years. They do absolutely dominating. You had them.
2: I had them. My bracket was blown to bits, Get y'all, but bracket. you know what? My team came out as champions. We had
1: to add up all the points. We had a bracket challenge. Uh, we and did. I well, know you I, want... No, no, you absolutely here's want Here's the thing. That. I did well on the first, like, two rounds, and yeah. I you picking the champion, it depends how the point system works. We might have to evaluate how that worked.
2: And I do remember a bet about a pie. So... <laughs> <laughs> that needs to happen, and uh, by the way, guys, we are live on the chat, so join us, and if you haven't followed us on Twitter, follow us at BJL Weekly Pass. Yes,
1: yes, yes but congratulations to Villanova. I just want to give a shout out to Villanova right quick, that because so they are actually what college basketball, to me, should be about. You know, they're not one, there's very few, actually, I don't think they have a one-and-done. They might have one one-and-done, which if people don't know, a one done is someone who goes to play collegiate basketball for one year and then they immediately head to the NBA. Mm-hmm. Programs like Kentucky do that. Duke now does that. They sure. used to do it now. They just recruit these talent and then they ship them out the next year. Right. Villanova, they groom players. They develop players. Who do you think is going uh, to NBA? Well, from Villanova? Uh-huh. M- Michael Bridges maybe, but he's the yep. only one. My point is being that they don't, recruit these players just to have them for one year and then ship them out. They want to have these kids graduate, spend all four years, developing correctly. And I, that's what I like about von on top of that, they play a very good team game. Um, if you watched them play, they won every game by more than 12 points, which is sure absurd. Did.
2: First team since 2009 with North Carolina yeah. double digits every game. That's in the absurd. Yeah. That is
1: absurd. And they moved the ball. Everyone could shoot. They, no egos whatsoever. They had the national player of the year uh, in Brunson, but at the same time, mm. they still, he, he didn't have an ego. Like, there was no ego on that team. Okay. Jay Wright, is a phenomenal coach. I think he's finally getting national recognition. I agree. I agree. Um, and it was just a pleasure to watch them. Mm-hmm. I wish I knew more about them, so I would have picked them with you. Mm. Ah, well, but, but you knew better than I did, Becky.
2: I just you know I woke up one morning and uh, and the gods told me yeah. it's Nova. Although no, I'm just kidding. No, they yeah. are one heck of a team, and I I think that their humility, their teamwork, everything right. came together for them and and. I just couldn't have thought of a better team. I know you won Kansas. But- I won
1: Kansas. I thought I, th- I saw Kansas play a couple times. On same thing. I'm attracted sure. to teams that move the basketball. Sure. That can shoot the basketball, but also who are very selfless. They look out for each other. Um, don't play superstar basketball or hero ball, I like to call it, where it's yep. like one-on-one and, and all that good stuff. And Villanova is the epitome of what college basketball should be. So I'm happy a team like them won.
2: How did you feel about Michigan yeah. not making it, or M- Michigan making it and not Kansas against Nova?
1: Uh, well, Michigan, they're a good team. They, mm-hmm. They're very good defensively. Um, they're one of the more blue blood programs in college basketball. So sure. it's nice to see them. Sure. I think they're very underrated every year. For some reason, people forget about them. I think Michigan state and Tom Izzo basically mm-hmm. dominate the narrative in college basketball. When it comes to the state of Michigan now, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. I mean, I understand it, but you know, Michigan is a traditional powerhouse. So it's nice to see them in the finals. Again, they lost to Louisville a couple years ago mm-hmm. and I lost again. They fell just short, but it was nice to see them. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: yeah, uh, man, not a bad year for Philly so no, far, I'm not going to lie. What's going on in Philadelphia? Philadelphia's
1: just doing backflips in the streets. Yeah, we, we got to ask Daryl later if the Flyers have any chance of winning I know, the I Cup. can't wait to do that. At the, I, listen, I went to college near Philadelphia. If the Flyers win the Cup, forget it. I don't know, that place, <laughs> city's on for fire. The same year the Eagles win the Cup, sure. forget it. But uh, Dante DiVincenzo, uh, most outstanding player, 31 sure. points. Unbelievable. I don't know if you watched the game, Becky, yeah. or saw highlights, but I saw the highlights shots this guy was taking was like... Video game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like absolute video game. Threes off the dribble. Yep. In people's faces. Yeah. No regard. No no conscience. Not a
2: bad game to be having your no, best game.
1: Unbelievable. <laughs> they call him uh Delaware's Michael Jordan, which Ooh. I find interesting. That Dante. is interesting. Yeah. Hmm. But Delaware's like, like this it. this big of a state.
2: I know, but you know what? They need a Michael Jordan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Every state needs a Michael Jordan.
2: Oh my goodness. Well, what else is going on? We got um, MLB opening day thoughts yeah, coming up.
1: You picked the Pirates.
2: I picked to the Pirates in 4 Central. And 0. I'm just Be- saying. Be- hold on.
1: Listen. Becky picked the Pirates to win the NL Central. And, me and, and Bonnie- the
2: Eagles to win right. the Super Bowl. But so I'm like, and- <laughs> <You're laughs> not doing too bad. Did.
1: Now, it's early. It's early. But okay. the Pirates are 4 and 0. And I remember when you picked the Pirates, I was like, Becky, I know. come on. And I know. we got on you, and you're like, listen. I'm from Pittsburgh, or I have family in Pittsburgh. Well, I
2: I do, I from Portland, Oregon, right. but uh, for whatever reason, on the screen, Earth, it's all Pittsburgh teams: the Penguins, the Pirates, yeah. Steelers. And just love me some, you know,
1: and terrible towel. And it's unbelievable they're doing this without Andrew McCutcheon, who who's mm-hmm. on the Giants now. Garrett Cole, who was their ace last year, he's he's gone. Everyone thought they were going to be terrible, mm-hmm. and this is why I love sports. Me you too. can never so unpredictable. It really is. It, it's so unpredictable. The Yankees—they got off to a, mm-hmm. a qu- like they're two and two. They're three and two. I think they think the one today. Um, you have teams like the Cubs who are struggling out the gate. So you never yeah. really know. I know baseball is 162 games, mm-hmm. which is a long, long season. Season. Do you think it's too early to even like make statements like this? Like yeah. we're we're talking after four games out of a 162 game schedule. Is it?
2: But I mean, how much do you feel out of the gate? It plays a part in the rest of the season.
1: Um, I'm not really sure. I mean. In baseball, you see teams go up to hot starts all the time mm-hmm. or slow starts, and they it just flips. Sure, like uh, I it's know, like hockey. For instance, like football is sixteen games, right? And a lot of people compare baseball season to football season and say every ten games is like one National Football League game. Mm-hmm. So it, you, I try to take it ten games at a time. Right now, twenty four games. It's very very early. I mean, the Astros are four and one; they're the national champions. Um, the Nationals are four zero. So it's kind of like, all right, these good teams are showing out. And you want to take them seriously, but what do you make of someone like the Pirates or the Cubs who are struggling right now? It's 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 very interesting. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. Baseball's a long season.
2: So early to tell. I mean, yeah. I, I think and we all know that it comes down to the injuries, obviously. That is
1: true. So how your pitching staff holds up. Yeah. So we'll yeah. see. Bonnie Bonnie, I think the Giants are two and three. We're just throwing oh, darts man. at you. You are throwing darts. I think I'm bitter, Bonnie. Bonnie. You should be. Here, I know Bonnie. we
2: miss you so much, Bonnie Joe. What, what's
1: the chat saying right now?
2: Oh, the chat. Let me let me get I in there. I just, some, I've been I so engrossed in our conversation. Ch- we
1: got some baseball fans. I know. I saw one person tweet at you, Becky, about the Detroit Tigers.
2: They did. They yes. Was really happy about that. Oh man, we got Star Drew in the house. What's We've got Star fantasy Drew? stats guru in the house. You what's guys going keep on, guys? keep coming in. Oh man, coming in hot. We've got some hockey fans for Daryl. Nice. Uh, what kind of pie for your face?
1: <laughs> they're
2: asking <laughs> on the chat. Let's
1: vote. All right, so let's go. Um, Apple,
2: right? Uh, that one's no? going to hurt because the crust is hard.
1: Okay. Um, so what are you thinking? Cherry?
2: I'm feeling like lemon meringue. I want to be nice to
1: you. It's, got a, it's
2: nice and soft. It'll give you a nice little exfoliation well, let's, with the
1: crust. Let's, let's pick four, Okay. and then let's let's make a poll okay. on Twitter about you it. You guys,
2: we're going to make a poll, and we want to hear your ideas on the chat. Let's go lemon meringue. Okay. Let's go apple if we really want to get mean. And then Fine. a boysenberry because that's <laughs> that stains <laughs> that stains good. And then what do you want for your fourth?
1: Um, I don't know. Pumpkin? No, pumpkin would be disgusting. Something like disgusting though, so it's funny. Like this has to be a punishment.
2: Yeah, can't, yeah. You
1: can't go easy on me.
2: Okay. Well, I mean, I think that I think boysenberry or some kind of cherry is a punishment because that, yeah. that stains. Lemon cheesecake. All right. Lemon Star-Grew. cheesecake. Fine. Right. Okay. So, so those will be our four.
1: All right. We got to put it up on Twitter. We
2: will. We have uh, a lemon cheesecake. Right. We have lemon meringue boysenberry or some kind of marionberry stainage and then we had apple
1: okay so it's happening at bjl weekly, weekly pass, pass on twitter follow us we're gonna put up the poll i guess i'm getting a pie to the face next we week we are
2: we're getting daryl's take on this too for yes
1: sure absolutely
2: we are absolutely getting daryl's
1: take uh before we get into hockey just some nba news as yes, well please. playoffs are wrapping up i'm not wrapping up they're about to start yeah and um so be honest with me like I uh, have you, you been watching a little bit, or now. Yes, so, yes. So, so who who do you like right now? Okay, Portland, of course. Portland's looking good. Portland's looking I, good. I know you're not just saying that because no. you're from Portland. No, yeah.
2: I I think that they're they're going to give. I believe the East a little bit of a run for their yeah. money if the Rockets don't, and obviously if Golden State doesn't. Yeah,
1: so. I mean, right now they're looking like the third best team in the West, and I yeah. thought they were kind of frauds. I'm not going to lie for mm-hmm. a while; they went on a big winning streak, but you know, Damian Lillard is one of the best point guards in the league. McCollum, yep. yeah, McCollum too. I mean, mm-hmm. they have arguably one of the best backcourts in the league, and they started finally playing defense. That yeah. was the problem with Portland. Yeah. They they a lot of isolation ball, but they also don't really play too much defense. Sure. So I I the way the Warriors are injured right now, they seem to be a little. I w- That's what I'm saying. If Houston yeah.
2: can't step up, I yeah. think it's going
1: to be Portland that gives some trouble. I think they're kind of a dark horse right now because mm-hmm. I don't believe in the Thunder. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I don't, I don't like the way that team was built. I think Russell Westbrook, uh, Carmelo Anthony, uh, Paul George. I think that was a disaster from the beginning. Yeah, uh, I, I don't see him making any type of noise. I think New Orleans, the loss to Marcus Cousins, they're they're not there yet. Right. The Spurs Who'd, aren't. I was going to say they're
2: not, they're on a hot streak right now. They're playing the Clips yeah. tonight. Yeah. Who do you think is going to take that game?
1: Uh, probably the Spurs. I've had to guess. Uh, they they just beat the Rockets and I th- the Spurs are the Spurs but the problem is they don't have Kawhi Leonard these playoffs they're, they're not they're not a threat to anybody mm-hmm. I think it's really between the Warriors the Rockets and the Blazers Portland, yeah. and I'm I'm actually glad you brought that up because I was going to bring it up good but it, it's true like I, I think people are kind of sleeping on the Blazers right now which I find really interesting
2: and they are a little bit of a sleeper team in in yeah. terms of playoffs once they get in the playoffs yeah
1: and Damian Lillard's clutch yeah, yeah. and then on the East you think anybody can beat the Cavs
2: um. I I mean I want to say I want to say yeah, Yeah. but my answer is no. Yeah, yeah, they're just too strong.
1: Yeah, Toronto right now is the one seed. If you guys haven't paying attention, is that a
2: surprise? I mean, they really snuck up there.
1: Yeah, they've been good for the past few years. Mm -hmm. Uh, Them being the one seed is kind of surprising because everyone thought Cleveland would run away with it, and then Boston got off to a really hot start this year. I'm not a big believer in the Raptors. They seem to always fold in the playoffs, but they changed their style of basketball this year. So they're shooting more Mm three-pointers. They're more running gun. Uh, DeMar DeRozan's playing well. Kyle Lowry's playing well. And they have a really good bench this year. They do have a really good... They
2: changed things up for sure on the bench. So, Mm
1: -hmm. I mean, it's possible. If there's a year right now to catch the Cavs and LeBron James, it's this year. Okay. It really is. Okay. So... I'm, I'm looking forward what's your, to that. What's
2: your pick for I still got Western War- Eastern?
1: I still got the Warriors versus the Cavs. At okay. the end of the day, I think I think the cream will rise to the, to the top. And okay. We're going to have Warriors-Cavs. I'm hoping, Warriors, for, Cavs, I'm hoping for
2: Blazers and Cavs. We'll I hope see. so,
1: too. But we'll uh, see. but Becky, I know that you uh, hooked us up oh. with a special guest today. We're going to dedicate most of our show to hockey because we, we haven't done that. We haven't done that. And Becky deserves <laughs> to talk hockey. So, Becky, who did we you bring We have in a
2: legend in our house, my friends, the legendary Daryl Evans, NHL, LA Kings radio commentator, scored the game-winning goal for the Miracle in Manchester. We're coming up on a 36-year anniversary, April 10th. Wow! I have a special video for you to watch before we introduce our special guest.
0: On April 10th, 1982, the Kings completed the largest comeback in NHL playoff history in front of their hometown fans at the forum. Down five to nothing against the heavily favored Edmonton Oilers, the Kings scored all five of their goals in the third period to force overtime. Shooting, he
2: scores! Zone Hardy with a drive and a save by George Smith. Score! And he scores! A three-but score! The Kings have tied the game!
1: Five seconds
0: to go. Daryl Evans scored to complete the comeback. On the,
1: draw. Shot by Evans. He oh!
0: <laughs> the instant classic was named the Miracle on Manchester, giving the Kings a two-to-one lead in the best-of-five series. Two games later, the Kings beat the Gretzky-led Oilers to advance to the next round.
2: So good. Yeah. Daryl Evans, welcome. Thank you so much. I know. Does that yeah. moment ever get old? I mean, it's just the, it's the, one of the best moments in Asian history.
0: Well, first of all, it's great to be here. And no, it never gets old. <laughs> you know, I think it's really something I've learned to appreciate mm-hmm. more so over the years than I did actually at the time. I mean, it was a special night. But I think now recognizing how special that moment was and being that it's been the greatest comeback in Stanley Cup playoff history, it's something that I've really, I really cherish and something mm, I'll never forget. So
2: special. Such an honor having you here. Now, as we've been talking about even before the show, there's so much happening at the NHL, particularly <laughs> in the Pacific, in the West. We're talking one point between teams making it in the playoffs. Can you just give a summary to some of the people who don't know about what's happening in the NHL right now?
0: Well, you know the season comes to an end uh, th- this Saturday, uh, and there's going to be a makeup game on Sunday. Mm-hmm. That was a game that needed to be rescheduled wow. because of weather during the season. Doesn't affect what's going to happen in the Pacific Division, but uh, you know it's it's been a crazy year. Mm-hmm. Every year we think the NHL can't get any closer, but the parity uh, with the way things are in the NHL right now, it's going to go right down to the wire. And I don't think we're going to know until Saturday night, till all the games are complete. Sure exactly where everybody's going to stand. But Kings have put themselves in a pretty good position uh, the last couple of games, having won uh, you know, the, the last game against Colorado. Right now they're sitting in the third spot in mm-hmm. the Pacific Division. Uh, Anaheim has a game in hand, mm-hmm. which they'll make up tomorrow night. If Anaheim happen to win their game, they flip-flop with the Kings again, putting the Kings back in the first wild-card spot. But uh, the Kings are in a position right now where if they acquire a point in the remaining two games, mm-hmm. or if Colorado right now does not or only gets one point, mm-hmm. loses a point in their mm-hmm. games, then the Kings would uh, have their spot. So it's it's go, it's going down to the wire, but Kings have, have you know earned themselves a position where they control their own destiny.
2: It's so good, and I mean it's just been a shuffle game between the Ducks and the Kings, so it's kind of fitting <laughs> because it's a rival. Now, what, how does the wild card come into place? So I know a lot of people. The wild card is fairly new in the last you know a few years to some people so explain the wild card process and and how that works as well
0: well there's top three teams from each division Mm -hmm. so right now the way it sits it would be the vegas golden knights san jose who's in second place the king's holding down third Mm -hmm. on and on the other side it's nashville along with winnipeg and minnesota they they secured the top three positions so now it comes down to the next best two records in the west conference they can be both from one division you could have five teams there from one division in, in the playoffs, so uh, it's very tight. Uh, right now, it's down to basically nine teams competing. Mm-hmm. You know, for the position, some of the positions have been solidified, but there's one position. Uh, you know, somebody's going to fall short, and right now, it can be the Kings. It can be Anaheim. You know, it, it uh, could be St. Louis, but Colorado. But Kings just need
2: one point, but correct? The Kings need a point, okay. correct.
0: But mathematically, they have not secured a spot yet. Sure. So, uh, you know, Kings have two games left. A couple of teams have three games left. Mm-hmm. So everybody's watching the schedule on, on, on every given night, and every point is huge. So, uh, again, it's, uh, you know, you take care of your own business, and you put yourself in a good spot. Sure.
2: And they had a big win last night. Hopefully, I'm sure all of L.A. was watching that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How was Staples Center?
0: It was great. Uh, you know, I think the Kings did a great job. And coming out and playing the type of game that they needed uh, the night before the Avalanche played mm-hmm. and got beat in the extra period. So the Kings come in against a team that was desperate, uh, the youngest team in the National Hockey League. So they don't have a lot of experience on their roster. Mm-hmm. But you knew that you were going to get a hard game from them. Uh, their top line is as good as any line in the NHL, uh, you know, with uh, McKinnon, Landeskog, and Rantanen. They've been on fire all year. Uh, so the Kings did a good job of containing them. And, you know, they end up sure. sweeping the series against the Avalanche, which, not too many teams can say they do. did this year. The Kings beat them 2-1, 7-1 to, one, seven to one in Colorado Jeez. last week, and then 3-1 to one last night. So yeah. they did a great job in, in, uh, in winning that series and putting themselves in the position where they're at.
2: Right. Well, to touch on that point, for those of you who don't know, Daryl is also a Fox Sports West commentator when they're on the road. And so you get to interview a lot of the players. Having been a player yourself, what... What is it about their resilience? I feel like that is just the word—the word for the Kings—is their resilience. They just bounce back. They never stop persevering. What talk about that philosophy that is so successful?
0: Well, I think it's something that you build as a culture, and you go back to uh, you know when Dave Taylor, the players that they mm-hmm. drafted, and then Dean Lombardi—you uh, know—building on that philosophy. I think the Kings, for a number of years, back in the years when I played, it was always looking for free agents, and, you Mm -hmm. know, it was almost like retirement contracts coming to Los Angeles, and the unfortunate thing was you weren't getting the guys in the prime of their career, you usually get them on the the downside of things, Mm -hmm. so they started to build through the draft. Uh, You look at some of the players that the Kings have acquired through the draft, including today's roster, with, you know, guys like uh, Kopitar, Brown, you know, these are all dowdy, Uh, you know, these guys are all, you know, first round, you know, first picks for, you know, for the Kings, Mm so... uh, The Kings have done a good job at retaining those picks and creating that culture. So when you create that culture and then you have success with it, as the Kings did in 212 and 214... Yeah, they did. Now it's a belief system. And the young players that you bring in... They feed off of that. It's something that, it, it's again, you, you feel it when you come in. And the Kings leadership group, again, the guys I just mentioned, you know, between the pipes and Jonathan Quick, mm. you know, he, he's got ice in his veins. I mean, you put him in any situation, he's going to thrive. Back in the blue line, Drew Doughty, arguably the best defenseman in the National Hockey League, should win the Norris Trophy this year. Yeah. He's tied a career high already with points, so he's got a couple of games to surpass that. Right. Uh, but more importantly, the way he plays defense, uh, I think that's something is underestimated. Uh, mm. He's as good a defenseman as there is mm. in the national hockey league. Anje Kopitar having a career year yep. up front. Hard trophy. Yeah, hard yep. trophy candidate. Yeah. Uh, and again, if Kings get into the postseason, there's no you know, no reason that they should keep that away from him. He's got a career sure. high in goals with 35, career high in points with 91. Now you take a look at the other guys around. Jeff Carter, who has 13 goals in, mm. in, in 20, 20, game, 20, or 20 games this year. Yeah. He missed 55 games with a you know with a, a laceration to, to his leg, so he's bounced back and you know regained top form. Yes, he Uh has. Alec Martinez a solid year. Uh, you know, guys up front, Trevor Lewis, who is part of the two Cup teams, career highs in goals and in points. So mm-hmm. they've got a lot of guys. Dustin Brown bounced back. If you look incredible at his incredible season yeah. for Dustin. He's got a team right. high plus 31 on the season. He's just you know he's rejuvenated. You know mm-hmm. he's playing alongside Kopitar again, and because of that, when you have a core of players like that it's easy to spread that leadership out amongst the guys. And that's why I think the Kings have the success mm. that they have because you don't have to rely upon one guy to do it. There's other guys that can kind of lift it and pull on a rope on any given night, and that's yeah. what they feed off
2: of. Yeah, such a team effort. It's it's just incredible. Now, also, for people who don't know, Daryl volunteers a lot of his time outside of commentating. So we met I met Daryl when I was on the LA Kings ice crew. He was our skate coach. Something you should know about him is that Daryl turns... Even the most novice skater into an incredible incredible skater, you run the beginning hockey clinics for the Kings. you host the 5k every every single season at the beginning yeah. of the year, which benefits the hydrocephalus foundation. Can you talk about why is this so important to you all this volunteering?
0: Well, I think when you know when we first came to Los Angeles, uh, growing up in a hockey hotbed in Toronto and Canada, you know where hockeys you know mm-hmm. basically it's life there, yeah. uh, you know. So coming here was, you know, something that was on the bottom of the totem pole. You look at all the other sports: baseball, basketball, uh, football. You know, those all thrive in in this marketplace. Sure. And uh, you know, the Kings had some big moments, in, you know, prior to me arriving in Los Angeles, and then. You know they had some big years. They had some, you know, hundred point seasons. The triple crown line was here, and then after that, you know, mm-hmm. Gretzky came on sure. board. But you know there was still a lot missing within the community. So I, I think that uh, it was something that attracted me. I've been working youth hockey back in Toronto since I was ten years old, mm-hmm. uh, and I got involved in it immediately here and just watched the game grow. And now to see where it's at today, I mean, the amount of leagues that they're at. I think when you look at what the Kings are responsible for. The teams in the National yes. Hockey League being San Jose, Anaheim, uh, you know, team in Arizona now, the team, in, in, you know, in Vegas, the Kings, are, you know, all have a hand in this. So, it, you know, and that's been something that, you know, you have to do on a daily basis. Right. It's getting out into the community, educating the people on the game, and then more mm-hmm. importantly, putting sticks in kids' hands. And... When you go to the draft in June, and now you hear the names of these kids being drafted from California, yeah. it's very rewarding. But it's something that I love to do. I, you know, I love to see mm. people improve upon things they're doing. And that's from the charity aspect. You know, I think uh, you know it's important that you recognize that you you're you're able to leave an impression, mm-hmm. and you have to go with it. And uh, I try to get involved as much as I possibly can. Uh, I'm fortunate; I don't require a lot of sleep right now, so <laughs> I, 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 try, I try to make adva- take advantage of it, and uh, you know, use my time to my right. to my best and. Uh, that's why I get involved with as many, you know, foundations and things that I can help. And out the, run with. Ah, the, the run club. The run club. Yeah, the My run goodness. club we meet once a week. to be a
2: king run club. <laughs> I mean, the list just goes on and on. You were such a prominent figure in that organization. So thank you for that. Uh, a couple things. First, Bark Madness. What do you think?
0: Yeah, uh, Bark Madness. You know, it, <laughs> <laughs> it, it,
2: we it's, were talking it, about madness. Yeah. I got to know who your favorite is here.
0: Well, you know, the, there was a lot of favorites. You know, you, you get the little cutie dogs, you know, yeah, the, and then you get, you know, the big big you know it's all about muzzin for me yeah you know and and that was i think i kind of took a liking to uh to daryl muzzin aside from the name of course (laughs) but it was funny just a couple of days ago uh we had a little uh event at the training center on sunday and the saint bernard rescue foundation was there and there was about 10 or 12 big saint bernards in the parking lot sure daryl being included in that group and there was one that was about 180 pounds it was just like a baby bear but uh i had a friend that Grew up having one, and I've always liked those dogs. I mean, it's just they're, they're, they're an attractive dog, uh, just holding on to them. So it, it was kind of cool. But the, you know, I think the
2: race on the ice was something else. Oh, that he was, just... yeah,
0: yeah. They just got going Ooh. out there. But the little ones, you know, you see those little ones going out there, and, yeah. and, and I think it's great now after you have it for a few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you see different things, different approaches by the players, by yeah. the dogs, trying to train the dogs in different ways. So curious to see what they come up with next year to uh, separate Wait, it who from still the ship? won
2: the first year? Who won last year? I don't remember. Well, we'll find out. Kings fans get back to us. But, yeah, I'm curious who's going to take the third the third one there. And then I really wanted to ask you about goalie interference. This has been a big topic. They changed the rules a little bit. What are your thoughts on that?
0: Well, I think they finally put the rules in a place now where there's mm-hmm. going to be some consistency. Uh, I think going back to the beginning of the season, you know, when we talked to coaches from different teams, everybody, their, co- their hands just went up in the air. Mm-hmm. They didn't know what to expect. Even we as broadcasters, you know you call in a game, you usually have a pretty good feel they're going to go this way, they'll lean this way sure. because of this or because of that. but we we were inconsistent as well, just because it was it was too much on a on a mm-hmm. human feeling as opposed to a little bit of black and white, and there was just so much sure. gray. So what they've done is they've brought former officials now being part of the group in Toronto in the Great. you know back at at, at headquarters there and they have an influence as to what's going on. So I think now they've got collectively, they've got a group of minds there that take a look at things, and I think there's a lot more consistency. They implemented it prior to getting ready for the playoffs, so they've had it in place for about a week. So hopefully come playoff time, you hate to see something like that decide a game, you know, or something that is not clear. And, you know, it, it, it's tough in a game that moves so fast, uh, and we're talking, you know, a fraction of an inch. So, I uh, hope you know, more times than not, I mean, there's sure. no intentional, there's no malicious intent sure. by the officials. Of course You know, not. it's the angle that you and get And a lot sometimes. of
2: stoppages, though. I mean, that affects the game, the players, yeah, the coaches, it, everything. Yeah,
0: and I think if they can eliminate the amount of time that they have to stop for, the better off it is. Like, uh, you know, I'd like to see them say, okay, you've got 60 seconds to reverse something or change it or make a decision. Sure. Interesting. If you can't make that yeah. decision in 60 seconds, then you start trying to make yourself believe that you're trying to find something. That's sure. a good point. And, and you can train mm-hmm. your mind to do that, like... After a while, you'll sit there and say, okay, yeah, maybe you're right. But you shouldn't have to convince yourself. Yeah. You know, it's it should, it should jump out at you. That's sure? human nature, actually. I yep. feel
1: like that, that's a good point. Um,
0: I kind of want to talk playoff hockey.
1: Let's talk playoff Let's hockey. Let's talk a playoff bit. hockey. All right. So the Kings right now, they play the Sharks if the playoffs started today. They played four times this year, Sharks taking three out of four matchups. Um, how do you feel about that matchup? And would you like to see the Kings perhaps play somebody else, maybe slip down a spot or perhaps go up a spot?
0: Well, I think you always try to finish as high as you possibly mm-hmm. can in the standings and let's face it right now, you know, even if you finish as high as you can, uh, San Jose was winning their game tonight, so I'm not sure the Kings wouldn't be able to surpass San Jose and let's say yeah. take over the number two spot. So you're basically looking at three, four, or let's say five if to make the playoffs. Again, being separate by a point or two. I think from a selfish reason, uh, I'd like to see the Kings match up with the Vegas Golden Knights in the first round. Uh, I think it would be a good matchup from the standpoint of the hockey out here in the West Coast, and again, what the Kings had to do with uh, with Vegas being in place. And I also think Vegas, who've had an outstanding year, they've set all kinds of records for you know for expansion teams coming mm-hmm. in. Uh, they've done so many things, uh, you know, remarkably. They've got a great management team, great coaching staff. That it's just that group has not played together right. in postseason play. Sure. Uh, they haven't experienced it as a group. They've got a lot of players that have been there. Um, you know, and so I think that would be a good matchup, uh, you know, and it would start in Vegas. And I like the way the Kings play on the road. They've got a winning record okay. on the road. Their win- record mm. on the road is actually better than it is on home ice. much oh, we'll of that. Uh, so good. <laughs> and if you go back to 2012, when the Kings played in the playoffs, capturing their first Stanley Cup, if I'm not mistaken, they were 10-1 and 1 on the road that year. So, um, you know, they're a team that knows how to play on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, so from that standpoint, I, I, I like that. But uh, I think right now the way it's set up and the way kind of everybody feels in the National Hockey League, anybody but the Nashville Predators. I don't think anybody <laughs> wants to play <laughs> no. that. Just, just give them a bye. Just, you know, move them on to the next round or something. Well, Nobody would, wants to play Who would you them.
2: like Nashville to play so that it makes it a little cushier for us Yeah,
0: you know, unfortunately, another <laughs> team that's playing well in that division has been very good this year, too, is Winnipeg. And you'd like to see those two guys go head-to-head right up But it's not going to happen because they're one-two. But uh, uh, those are two teams. uh, You Mm -hmm. know, that division has really excelled this year. They have. And it's hard to believe that they've done that without the presence of the Chicago Blackhawks. You know, finally, you know, the Blackhawks, I think it's 10 years, first time that they're not going to see postseason play. So there's a, you know, a common character that you've seen in the postseason and a threat to win cups. So that removes one one piece out of the puzzle there. But right. those two teams in Nashville and Winnipeg, uh, you know, they're, I'm very curious to see the way they perform in the postseason. Well,
2: you brought up Philly. You want to ask yeah, about Philly? Well, Philly is the East. <laughs> but
1: uh, but I, I actually want to ask a question about hockey because hockey's interesting. Becky tells us all the time that the Kings, they made it in as an eight seed and won mm-hmm. the Stanley Cup. So if you were to pick a dark horse in the West, like a team that's going to sneak in maybe six, seven, eight seed, and could possibly win the cup. Is is there a team like that this year, or is that every year where it's like you know you never know? It's hockey. it, so.
0: it really is every year. Yeah. Um. Again, a lot of it plays in you know and to come into place is, is you know and you talked about it when you were you know on the show before is injuries, the health of your hockey mm-hmm. club, mm-hmm. Uh, the opponents who you're going to play against. Like you're sit there and you look at there's going to be 16 teams that are going to go to that you know to that next stage. Maybe you don't match up well against this team, but somebody might take care of that team for you. And you might get a favorable matchup. So you have to kind of play it out as it goes. But I think first and foremost is the health of your hockey club. Uh, If you've got access to your full complement of players and your core players, it puts you in a better position. And I know with the Kings having no Chicago now, uh, the Kings are in a pretty good position where they've got as many guys with experience in the Stanley Cup is pretty much every team in the league.
1: Okay. And another cliche that I hear, I mean, I'm a casual hockey fan, um, is that you ride the hot goaltender. Like, a hot goalie can bring you through the playoffs. Now, what goalie in the Western Conference do you think can actually carry their squad into like the finals or something
0: like that? Well, I think when you look at any team, yeah. every team usually has one guy they're going to. Yeah. You're not going to be bouncing back and forth. If you're going between goaltenders in the playoffs, mm-hmm. something's not right, mm-hmm. you know, unless it's an injury or something like that. Uh, but if you're bouncing back because of you know performance issues, mm-hmm. then you're probably going to be in, in a tough spot. Mm-hmm. I think when you look at Nashville, Pecorine, uh he's got the ability to be able to carry a team on his shoulder. Got he's it. a big body out there. There's no doubt my favorite choice would be Jonathan Quick mm-hmm. because of the experience that he has. And mm-hmm. he thrives in those situations. The bigger the stage, the better he gets. And you can see it the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he just becomes the great wall in that net. He's such a competitor. Uh, he's got a pulse for what's going on mm-hmm. on the ice in all areas. So those would probably be the top two goaltenders that I would look at to be able to step up and be the difference makers to kind of carry their teams and maybe be the difference in games where your team maybe didn't right. perform quite the way they needed sure. to. Those be, be big save here or there could be the difference.
2: Well, to to give some fairness to the East, I know obviously Philly, uh, <laughs> it, it, ain't, it ain't looking good. Um, but talk about who you would love to see in the East against the West for the Stanley Cup final.
0: Well, I think when you look at the East, and I know you you know you've been talking about Philadelphia. They've yeah. had they've had a great year and. Uh, they've come around in a lot of ways. You know, they haven't solidified their spot yet. They took a you know, tough one on the chin tonight, mm. but they're a team with some great skill. And, you know, they've got some guys that, uh, you know, have taken their careers to the next step. I think there's still a little bit of a question mark. And with regards to goaltending, but if a goaltender can get hot and right. again, it comes down to matchups. I think the Washington Capitals are a team that mm. have to make some noise for all the yeah. all the good regular seasons that they've had. So uh, Alexandro Ovechkin leading the league with 46 goals. Mm. Uh, you know, he had 600 goals this year and in in 1100 points. Uh, you know, he's going to you know eclipse you know every Gretzky, record possibly,
2: you know, possibly.
0: You, you never know if he if he decides to play long enough. Sure. Uh, but you know he's going to eclipse like the, you know you know, for his position, power play goals. Uh, I think the record's like about 270. He's got, like, I think he's about 40 or something power play goals off the, off the all time record. That's something that, mm-hmm. you know, he'll, he'll eventually take over. But I think the one thing he'd tr- like to trade a lot of that in oh, yeah. for be the Stanley Cubs. So there's a little bit of heat on them this year. Mm-hmm. They're a good hockey club. Uh, they're, you know, built all the way from the backside out. I, you can't, you know, you can't uh, under understate the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins because of the experience they've had. Yep. Uh, you know, back to back. They're dangerous, the they d- dangerous yep. and they've got dynamic players. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sidney Crosby, you know, arguably you know, one of the best players in the game today. Evgeny Malkin, uh, forty two goals on the season. Uh, you know, guys like Hornquist and these type of guys. They've got a lot of guys that. Play in big games, so they're going to be a tough team as well. But the Boston Bruins, you look at the way that they're playing. The Lightning, the Lightning, the Lightning Lightning don't seem to be playing their best hockey right now. Uh, Vasilevsky had a great year in net. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, I think he's got forty-two wins in the season. Uh, Kucherov started off on fire. He and Stamkos opened the season with eleven-game point streaks. Uh, First time I think that that's happened to two players have opened Mm -hmm. up the season, and uh, so so there's a lot there. They've got a great team. Hedman back in the blue line, but. Um, you know, I, I think that you probably at the end of the day, again, depending on how the matchups, I mean, right off the bat, you might even see, uh, you know, like let's say Toronto or Boston matchup or, or Tampa and Toronto matchup. Mm. Uh, I think anybody that comes across Toronto might get surprised. Okay. Uh, the Toronto, so a Toronto a dark might be a, That's dark Toronto be, be a little bit mm. of a dark horse. They've got some, again, some firepower there. If they can get some goaltending out of Anderson, uh, you know it's just they, it. they could be a team to watch. Well, I'll
2: tell you what; those Kings are giving me a heart attack. <laughs> but I mean, their three on three is untouchable in the league. Their PK is untouchable I mean, they are just slaying it this season with that three on
0: three. Well, the three on three has been great for the Kings, and I think you know everybody oh, you know like great skaters. And that. It comes down to your goaltender as well. Uh, Absolutely, you know, when, when you've got a guy that thrives on that stage and. You're looking at the best players in, you know, in the game playing in that situation. And yeah. I think the Kings, when you put out your top six players and when the Kings had their full contingency, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's Kopitar, uh, Brown up front, Carter up front, you got Dowdy Martinez back in the blue line with Muzzin. Uh, and then you got Toffoli, Pearson and these type of guys. Mm-hmm. Kings have a, a good group to put out in those situations. That disappears, we all know, come playoff right, time right but i think they, should
2: they bring that back for or no, should they no, have it No, for, no, okay no,
0: you can't you cannot end a playoff game like that okay yeah it's like flipping a coin yeah yeah, yeah. people have asked yeah. if that's yeah. something yeah. that
2: would yeah. be integrated into the playoffs so
0: yeah you know it's it's almost like when you look at you know olympic hockey and things like that and it's just no no
2: i i totally don't go agree. there girlfriend i know okay? we, gotta, go we gotta leave it
0: i'm with you on that one yeah um you know but uh I think the other two things that you mentioned, and, and these are one of the reasons that kind of separate the Kings from a lot of teams, and best goals against in the NHL. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fewest goals against allowed. Number one penalty kill. Yep, yep. And the old saying is, the old cliche, you know, offense wins you games, defense wins you championships. Yep. Mm-hmm. So if the Kings, and the Kings have scored more goals this year than they have in a number of years. Yes. They're in uh, on pace to... Maybe eclipse. I think it's about ten or twelve mm-hmm. years that they'll have scored as many goals as they've had. So that little extra offensive production. The game is different than it was a few years ago, but yet the Kings, still a backbone of hockey club, is their defensive play. It's when so you good. mention the Kings, it's how good they are defensively, so and good. it's because their top players take pride in that part of the game.
2: Well, we're gonna have a quick game of oh, a, a quick little game of fun before we wrap. Um, if Beck you don't know, this
0: or that, Well,
1: that, that. that
2: we are going to do this or that, but I actually want to <laughs> throw a little tosser question here because oh. what the world may not know about Daryl Evans are his suits. Daryl is famous for his suit, so follow him on Instagram. We'll give you that, t- that in a minute. But if you had to evacuate your home, okay, he lives on the beach, so a tsunami is about to hit. If you were about to evacuate your home, which suit would you grab to save
0: I would have to say the one I was wearing.
2: <laughs> you're, in, you're not in. You're in your, your jogging outfit. I'm in my birthday suit. Okay, yeah. I got you. Right. We don't go. There. I, I,
0: I would have to say it I have to be my new one, the purple one. Okay, my, my newest oh, one, the purple the one. The one you wore
2: last night. The one I wore last night. Oh, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. Okay, so I, I had to. That's tell me something you don't know. So we we now know that. All right, this or that, rapid fire. You ready? Oh gee. Okay. All right, Wayne Gretzky or Gordie Howe?
0: Uh, Gordy Howe. All right, sushi or chocolate? Chocolate.
2: Sunrise? You, you know, or, know me. <laughs> I do know you, but I try to tailor these. Sunrise or sunset?
0: Uh, sunrise.
2: Vegas or Vatican? Vegas. Cruise control or lead foot? foot. Podcast or radio? Podcast. Running, sand or cement? Cement. Uh, resolution or revolution?
0: I'm going to go with revolution. Ooh. Love it.
2: Movie theater or Netflix? Movie theater. All right. Uh, I, I'm going to throw <laughs> one out there. Kings or Ducks? I'm just <laughs> Kings always. Oh, Daryl, thank you so much. Thank you. Much. Uh, thanks and, uh, for having me uh, on. Before Pleasure. you
1: leave, um, Stanley Cup final matchup. Yeah. Who do you got? I mean, I know a lot of it depends on matchups. Yeah, a lot of it depends on matchups. your two teams? Uh,
0: yeah. I, I think right now, if I were going to pick two teams, I'm going to give you two from the East and two from the West. Um, I think that the Pittsburgh Penguins are going to find a way to get oh, there. Oh, wow. Okay. And I'm going to say that the... Washington Capitals might find their way to the really? stage this Yeah. But again, they may match they may run across each yeah. other right off the bat. So yeah. uh but I just got a sneaky feeling that Washington's ready to take the next step. I'm not sure whether or not they they can win it, but yeah. and I think uh coming out of the West, um I, I think again getting to the promised land first, getting to the postseason. Uh, without the Chicago Blackhawks around, uh, I think the Kings and the Nashville Predators. predators. So
1: good. All right.
2: Daryl, tell everybody where they can find you on social media. At Daryl Evans, right? <laughs>
0: that's where they
1: can find me. <laughs> you just, you just told him. them. You'll, you'll catch Becky's terror on his story. <laughs> Daryl's right. first story. I
2: know. I made his first Insta story that's awesome. tonight. Well,
1: tears to my eyes. Daryl, thank you for joining yes. us. Thank my you for pleasure. educating for having me on. about hockey. Such a um, pleasure. I feel like I learned a lot. Um, I, I love playoff hockey. So good. And that's not me just saying that playoff hockey is probably the most exciting thing yep. in sports it's it really addicting is. It, it, very, it is really I mean, addicting. people who don't yep. even watch hockey will watch playoff yes. hockey so yep. i'm excited for that yep bonnie will be back next tuesday That's do right. not worry right She'll here. be back in the seat i'll be back with becky once again daryl thank you very much yes.
0: pleasure thank you
1: i'm josh rodriguez you can follow me on twitter and instagram at josh underscore rodriguez underscore becky where can they find uh, you? oh you can
2: find me at becky sataro on all social media thank you guys for hanging out in the live chat we saw you you're awesome thank you daryl we'll see you next week y'all
0: The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra
1: mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra
0: mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.